this will probably not surprise you, uh, but when I was in seminary, I argued a bit with my uh, professors. Uh, in particular, uh, my uh, systematics professor, systematic theology. Uh, he's a great dude. Love that guy. Uh, systematics is sort of the science of trying to fit all of theology together into sort of a logical flow, like into a box. Doesn't work. Spoilers. Um, but we, we particularly uh, ran into each other about the Trinity. I have struggled with the Trinity my whole life. Uh, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. Uh, and I've wondered for a long time, like, what is, what is the purpose of this thing, right? And I remember going to his office uh, and sitting there and talking about it. And, I, and there was a point where I said, like, so why is it three? Why is it not like seven? That's a good scriptural number. 40? 753 in one? Why not? <laughs> and we went back and forth about this a bit. And finally he said, Alice, it's because it's elegant. <laughs> and I said, Okay. I like that one. That works. My artistic uh, nature, that, that fit, that is elegant. The Trinity is, it still makes my head hurt. So actually, I'm kind of interested. Um, how have you had the Trinity explained to you? Have you had like metaphors said? Does anybody remember anything you've been told? Three in one oil. What is three-in-one oil? Oh, interesting. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That God, God, is, uh, God is a lubricant. <laughs> I dig it. Also, heresy. <laughs> what, how else has God been described to you? How the Trinity been described to you? Dance. Okay, I'm not going to say heresy to that one because I'm using that one later. <laughs> but actually, probably heresy as well. Uh, has anybody ever heard that there was one I remember years and years ago when I was a, a small person? It was uh, like God is uh, like solid, liquid, and gas, but all still the same substance. Does anybody remember that one? Yeah. Heresy! <laughs> now, now nobody wants to say anything. <laughs> fair. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of my problem, is that we have been trying to, to like figure out what the Trinity is for so long, and every time we come up with something, the church universal says, no, that's wrong, you can't say that. Last night, somebody was like, what? I mean, like, the, the three of them, like, each of them have jobs? And I said, no, <laughs> that's modalism, that's heresy. <laughs> the problem is the church, every time we try to talk about God in this way, we, as a community of 2,000 years, have said, no, that's not right. You can't talk about it that way. So then what's left? <laughs> How are we supposed to talk about God if every way we do, there's something wrong with it, right? Spoilers, this sermon is probably heresy too. <laughs> the way this, this thing works. Because God is so, I, love, I loved in that, that uh, song, the problem with the, this, these mysteries is that they're so mysterious. <sighs> that's God. <laughs> so, uh, we have tried to figure this out for a long time. We've got this uh, one and three, three and one, this divine math. One plus one plus one is one. The quote, an official, I don't know if there's really an official definition, but what you will usually find is uh, God is three persons, co-equal, co-eternal, and consubstantial, sharing one essence. 
Got it? Everybody good now? <laughs> Co-equal, meaning there's no hierarchy. They're all on the same playing field, the three of them, right? Uh, Co-eternal, none of them came after the other. They've all been the three since there was a since to have happened, right? Uh, and consubstantial, all the same substance, not separate bits. Good? <laughs> now you all got it now, sure? <laughs> when we were trying to figure this out, there were literally riots in the streets. Uh, people, were, uh, people were shouting and screaming at each other. Uh, can you imagine standing in the street with a sign that says, homoousis, and your neighbor's got one that says, homoousis, and you're like, that's, that's what's going on, literally. Um, the thing is that we experience God in a variety of ways, right? Lots of different ways that we have experience of the divine, but also we experience the unity of the universe. We experience the, the connectedness, the essential oneness of all of us and all of everything. So how do we deal with this? This, this is the mystery, right? We talk about God as father or mother or parent. We talk about God as Jesus or son or brother. We talk about God as spirit or advocate or breath. We talk about God who is creator, redeemer, sustainer, who brings, calls, and moves. Dare I say, God who shares, grows, and serves. And God is one, the connection of all things. Not just all the stuff, but this, complete, singular, and focused. So there's a level at which the divine math makes sense sort of in this experiential, artistic, uh, dare I say, elegant way. There's a level at which we're like, yeah, sure. That, that makes sense, right? There's, there's variety and there's unity. Sure, absolutely. We, uh, we have tried to figure this out since around 100, probably before that, but in the year 100 is when we have the Didache, uh, which is this ancient, ancient, like, how-to church manual, uh, how to do all the things. And it's the first place we see uh, the, the people being told, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's the first time we see that. They've been working on it before that. And then after that, you get the councils of Nicaea and Constantinople. I know you're excited by this history lesson. Councils of Nicaea and Constantinople in 325, and I was going to look up Constantinople, and I forgot. Anybody remember that one? No? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Sometime around then. That's when they're arguing in the streets. I literally have a board game that's about one of those councils, just as a side note. Um, <laughs> I love it. There were lots of controversies about this, trying to figure out how to, how to parse this stuff, because it's not in Scripture. The theology of the Trinity is not in scripture anywhere. You can go look it up later. You'll have to read the whole thing, but it's not there. We do have lots of references to things, right? You've probably in your brain, you've already got, well, there's sort of, some people say the God of the Old Testament is the same God as the New Testament, but you've got sort of God the creator, right? The, the God that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob prayed to. There's, there's that one. And you've got Jesus obviously showing up and Jesus like says some stuff about his relationship to God that seems to signify something right and then he says uh, we saw last week he says I'm going to send you the advocate the spirit 
And Paul talks about the Spirit later, so there's, there's other thing happening there. But you've also got the Spirit referred to at the beginning of creation. God's breath, the Ruach, hovered over the waters. And you've got uh, this lesson from Proverbs today, which I was going to preach about, but I preached about this instead. Uh, woman wisdom. The language about woman wisdom is basically the same language about Jesus in the beginning of the Gospel of John. It's the same stuff. It's kind of in and through the whole thing. It weaves in and out, but it's not there. So we had to kind of pull it out. So you can see why this is hard. But here's my question that I said at the beginning. What's the point? It's nice. I love, a, I love that, that symbol with the three circles and the whole bit, but what is, what is the purpose of this? How does the theology of the Trinity help us understand what God wants? Who God is in sort of our daily lives? How are we meant to live here from that? It's the question that we ask a lot uh, on the red couch on campus. We have this goofy couch that we take out on wheels. Um, and sometimes uh, I'll be chatting with somebody and they're upset about something that we're doing um, and they want to tell us, you're doing this wrong. It's fine. Um, and one of my questions is, you just came to me with this experience. I don't necessarily agree with you. What difference does this thing make? Whatever that theology is that you brought to me, the, the lovely young man who brought me a reading from the book of Daniel. I didn't really understand why he was telling me this. <laughs> great. So what? And not in a mean way. So what? Love the Trinity. And? So I have some thoughts. And this is where it's possible, just like all those other theories, uh, ideas of the Trinity, maybe this one isn't, isn't right either. But I'm going to just throw these out here. If God is three in one, God is never alone. God is always community. Right? Even if it's just God at the beginning of the world, there's relationship. Which may suggest that we are never alone either. Not even once. I think it suggests to us that uh, not only is God non-hierarchical, but maybe we ought to be non-hierarchical. Right? If they're all, if, what was the word there? Co-equal. There's a level at which that's suggested for us. None of us is better than anybody else. Jim Finley says the Trinity to him is about infinite love, infinitely giving itself away of that, that within that almost like spiral of the three, infinite love, infinitely giving itself away. And that then brings us to the question of the dance. That would be Richard Rohr's uh, metaphor for the Trinity, that uh, God is sort of a creative. God is dancing with God's self, and God is the dance. Let that sit for a second. God is the dancers and the dance beautiful, which suggests that we are invited to participate. It's, we're not just watching a ballet. We are, it's like an Irish Kaylee where they grab you and spin you around. 
which is helpful to me. I mentioned in the last couple times I've preached, side note, I've preached a lot recently. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's fine. I have had a lot of grief recently about the state of the world. And I want my grief, I figured this out two days ago, I want my grief to be linear and easily overcome. You know what I mean. I want to feel it, I don't want to be done with it. And then I want it to be doing something in the world. It's not how it works. That's not how grief works. It's this sort of cyclical mess. And that too feels like Trinity, that God is there with me and with you in your grief, sitting with you, dancing with you, inviting you into a new part of the spiral. It's an ebb and a flow. So you can see these metaphors. (laughs) We can't help it. God is vast yet intimate. God is the infinite variety of colors in a painting, yet also the whole painting itself. God is like our lawns. I was thinking about this as I was sitting in my backyard the other day. God is like our lawns in that God is all the different varieties of grass and clover and violets and fungi and whatever that one weird vine thing is that grows through all of our gardens with a little round flower. Anyway, and God is the whole lawn. The variety and the whole. God is like the complex interplay of elements in the periodic table, combining and recombining to make all life. As beautiful as the array of skin colors and human beings and the wild mix of genders and sexualities and spiritual gifts and worldviews and cultures, yet unified into this one human race. God, God's self is variety, and we are made imago Dei in the image of God. Do we not also contain multitudes? So why restrict that variety? Invite it. God shows up for us in all kinds of situations. It brings all kinds of gifts and all kinds of challenges. And also God is one. Or maybe one. Surrounding and holding the universe in the palm of their hand. So that one and three, three and one... It's weird and it's complicated, but it's also not that complicated, right? We're kind of a mix and a mess, and God is a big mix, maybe also a mess, I don't know, and also singular. Maybe Trinity is not so much a theology as it is a name, like El Shaddai, Jehovah. Trinity means something beautiful and complex. Trinity means dance with your neighbor. Trinity means you're never alone. Trinity means use your brain to grapple with the pain and the wildness of the world. Trinity means change is constant and that even then we have something firm to stand on with each dance step. Trinity like Pentecost and Ascension and Stewardship and Easter and Jesus' whole life is an invitation to us. In this swirling mess of a world, the theological concept of Trinity, which seems so heady, 
is a physical and an emotional invitation asking us, what's your next dance step with God? Amen.